Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. It is another week of the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, providing you with the fantastic local coverage that uh, I've been setting out to do since this first this podcast first started. Um, the last two episodes were, you know, a few uh, a few special special episodes while. I was gone on a, a fantastic hol- holiday with my girlfriend. She planned the entire trip, and it was absolutely incredible. Got to uh, see some good friends out west, spend some time with them. Got to uh, do a little, a little traveling around the island, and headed up to Tofino. That was beautiful. You know, it was just an incredible trip all around. But today, I'm back with another another great episode. So. I was very fortunate to be joined by the one and only Sammy Peppers. Sammy, he's wrestled for PCW, he's wrestled for CWE, he's wrestled for WPW, and you know what? It was an absolute joy getting the chance to sit and talk to him about wrestling, hearing his story, hearing about some of his favorite matches, how he got into everything. I mean, one thing when I do get to interview guests is uh, everyone has a different story about how they first got into wrestling and I mean Sammy's is no different so I know I was uh, I was very stoked to talk to him and I'm really glad that I got the opportunity so I mean without further ado further ado the one and only Sammy Peppers now for as long as I can remember there has always been televised local wrestling on Winnipeg TV you know back in the 90s it was WFWA and IWA the Tony Candela run things uh, Tony Candela run things and now CWE has been kicking it in overdrive with CWE Adrenaline and that's every Friday night on Shaw Channel 9 what's it like being a part of that being a part of the Winnipeg wrestling history so to say yeah, it's really uh, it's really been a, a neat experience over the last few uh, few months. I guess now it's it's crazy to think that it's been a, a couple months that I've been a part of the program. It uh, unfortunately for me, like I I, I haven't been too uh, like I I didn't get to watch it a ton growing up. Like I just between not having Shaw or just not really being into the the, the wrestling scene as as deeply as I am now. I didn't really get a chance to to watch some of those uh, some of those other local programs, but I mean, just just having heard stories from some of the guys who used to be on those shows, and it sounds like it's it was uh, like a really neat experience for them, and even for me, it's such a great experience just to to have that 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 feather in your cap where you can tell people that yeah, you can watch me on a, on a local <laughs> TV station in Winnipeg and watch some some high quality Sammy Peppers action on uh, on Channel Nine. <laughs> No, definitely. And I mean, I think it says something about uh, just how popular wrestling has always been in Winnipeg, that there's always a market for having the local product on TV, you know, getting it, getting that out there and having people tune in, you know. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned like not too familiar with the earlier stuff, the local stuff. What was it that first got you into wrestling? Yeah, I was. Uh, oddly enough, I when I have told people this story, it's, it's usually a little bit backwards. But 
Uh, I think I, I must have been, it must have been around 2005 when I actually started watching. So I actually didn't get a lot of Attitude Era or, or sort of that, that, that peak of, of the WWF back in, back in that time. But um, I actually, I had some friends in, in middle school that we would uh, go, go to the uh, buddy's house for lunch and we would play SmackDown versus Raw and uh in smackdown versus raw 2006 and of course i i knew like i obviously knew guys like like names like hulk hogan and, and the rock and and stuff like that but really it, like wrestling wasn't something that i that i really got into um but then i started playing the like i was i was playing these games with the friends and i i'd uh, <laughs> i'd be like a wrestling character i don't even know who i would pick but I'd, I'd be like throwing guys off hell in the cell and stuff like that and you're just doing like you're just mashing buttons and, and striking and all that kind of stuff and then I kind of I kind of realized that okay like I I I knew professional wrestling was a was a thing but I didn't realize that all of these characters were based off of episodic television I guess so mm-hmm. so then so then as as we as I got playing these games more often then then my friends who were into wrestling they would kind of tell me about Monday Night Raw so I'd start watching and then it just I honestly don't even remember how I transitioned but it just started I watched a couple episodes and then I was pretty religiously watching WWE till about uh, uh, from 2005 till I mean now I guess so the mm-hmm. rest is the rest is kind of history there so yeah the video games actually kind of sparked more uh, more <laughs> pro wrestling deep diving than anything which I I thought was always kind of weird because people usually have that story where they're they're uh, they're they used to watch it when they were two years old with their grandparents and here yeah. I am like a 12 year old just going out hanging out with his buddies at lunch and kind of just playing some video games <laughs> so uh, well i mean like starting at that point because i'm always interested when what it was that got people into it you know because for me it was you know early 90s late 80s stuff uh, that's just because i'm old but hearing people like yourself being like no it's like 2005 and thinking like who was you know popular at that time and that's you know you know what kind of got you into it did you ever with the you know, the network now and things, have you gone back and watched some of the older stuff, like some of that attitude era stuff? Absolutely. Like, I, I think the, like, even with the internet wrestling community, the, like how it's grown in popularity too, like you always get like these, um, uh, they do like the, the old school retro reviews and things like that, mm-hmm. where they might look over like old, old pay-per-views or old matches that have stood the test of time. So, um, and again, like being involved in the local wrestling scene now, like it's, it's nice to, to have guys that are able to tell you, like recommend certain matches or, or things from the past that you can, you can use, or you can replicate, or you can, you can kind of study off of. So it, um, yeah, like I, I, I need to do it more. <laughs> I definitely need to go back and, um, like there's always the, the typical list of the, like the hard family and, and, uh, and like it, it's something that I definitely need to incorporate more. But um, yeah, like I've I've definitely done it a lot more with the internet and the network and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Now, what was it that made you want to become a wrestler? What was it that you know made you think that I can get in there and I can do that? Yeah, so I it started. I think it was in about it was about the beginning of 2018, actually. I, uh, some friends and I, we were, we were sort of in between jobs and, uh, I, I say like uh, some friends and I were, uh, let go from an economic layoff that occurred at a, at a tech company that I was at. And I, I was in between looking for some work and I, I kind of was thinking like, what, like, what am I kind of doing with my life? It was just sort of that self-reflection, like looking for a job and just thinking about other extracurricular activities I wanted to get into. 
and I always like I've always when I was in in university and school and everything like I'd be the guy that's that's um, trying to wrestle around my friends or whatever I'm, I'm throwing the like throwing the punches at people and like I'm I'm acting like a wild <laughs> wild man when I'm when I'm around my buddies and talk about it all the time uh, so I, I kind of thought like at that point in my life I, I think I was 25 and I was like well I'm not getting any younger and this is kind of the like if I wanted to try it out, this would be the time to, to get into it. So um, oddly enough, like one of the, one of the big inspirations for it too, um, cause I, I was, like I mentioned, I, I was pretty religiously watching WWE from 2005 to now. And I really didn't under, like, I didn't really watch a lot of independent wrestling um, until about 2015, 2016. Um, and I think it was, it was Omega and Jericho in the Tokyo dome. Mm-hmm. It was just, there was something very, um, uh, like the word's not patriotic, but it, there was something very like uh, like Winnipeg proud, where you you've got Don Callis on commentary, and it's Kenny and it's Chris, and it just it, it just screams a Winnipeg vibe, and it just it really like it, it's like man, like all these guys from Winnipeg are doing something huge right now, and I think that just kind of was a, a little bit more inspiration to actually take that step and reach out and just be like, hey, what have I what have I got to lose? I can I can try this out, and if it works out, then let's have some fun. And if not, then uh, then I, I can't say I, I didn't try it out at least. So it's a uh, it's a good thing I guess I made that step because <laughs> things have been going all right so far. <laughs> oh, definitely. So 2018, you decide you're going to become a wrestler. Uh, who was it that uh, first started training you? Because I know you you're still training regularly, correct? Yeah, like I I mean, training's never never done. Like the mm-hmm. the, the foundation building blocks, like that portion, I'm. Like I'm in ring ready, but it's always good to step in in between the ropes and get some training time in, um, especially when when different guys are are uh, are showing people different things, like different, a variety of different instructors. But uh, I guess so. I my start was to uh, I just needed to like whenever I want to get into something, I always just ask a person who has done that that thing that I want to get into, and I just either pick their brain or ask them questions and. The only like the, the only two people in, I knew in Winnipeg wrestling were uh, Adam Race because he was uh, he worked in my hometown for uh, for a few years and Danny Duggan. So <laughs> I had to choose between the two who I would go talk to. So I picked Danny uh, just because <laughs> I thought he might be able to point me in a, in the right direction. But um, yeah, I, I sent him a message. I was like, hey, I'm 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 aspiring to become a professional wrestler. Like, what is what does a person do? How do what does that look like? And he said, get in touch with AJ Sanchez. He, uh, he runs the, uh, the elite wrestling Academy. So I, I sent a message to AJ. He said, uh, come to this next show. Uh, when the show's done, come chat with me and we'll, we'll figure something out. So, um, so I, I it was funny cause I went to the show and I remember, uh, watching the guys tear down and, and I didn't find a, like I, I saw AJ wrestle his match, but I just didn't, didn't get a chance to talk to him after um so I was kind of like okay well he's busy like he was in the back I was kind of waiting the ring was all cleared up and I was it was just me and the wrestlers in the in the building I'm like well this is kind of awkward so I'm just gonna head out and maybe I'll chat with him a different time but um so I messaged him back and he said oh sorry like we're uh, I got caught up or whatever so the next show was in uh, Winnipeg it was an essence show um I think it was the rumble to remember actually uh the um it was the year that that Danny uh AJ and Chase Owens all tied um, they all got eliminated together for the fatal four way, mm-hmm. but, um, 
but a buddy of mine from Portage really wanted to go see that show anyway. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's get some tickets. We'll go have some fun. And then after that show, I got to chat with AJ and really um, learn kind of what's, what the training expectation was, where they train from, when I can get started, um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we, we started out in the Métis Indian Friendship Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we were there for about, uh, I think it was about six to eight months that we were there pretty there, pretty consistent, at least two to three times a week. And yeah, after that, I by October, I think my first match was in October of 2018. So I think I started January, February. And then I was in, in, in the ring for my first match uh, by that the end of that year. So um, I think it ended up being about eight months or so that I was training consistently mm-hmm. before I actually got my first match in. So Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, cause I know the first time I saw you was at a PCW show. Okay. So, and, uh, from the get go at PCW, like, I mean, you, the crowd absolutely loves Sammy Peppers. That's all I can say because your music hits and everyone goes nuts. I mean, you're up there with, you know, sweet and tasty for getting a crowd reaction. It's, <laughs> it's a one of a kind. So what was, uh, I know you had an opportunity against Sean Moore in PCW, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that, it's a, it's an interesting match uh, from PCW, just because it, it was my my first opportunity to really get in the ring at PCW. I was uh, I had been been a referee there for for a couple months, um, trying to help out with the show and, and get everything running uh, as smoothly as I could. Um, especially with, with being a trainee, like the, the transition from trainee to wrestler is, is usually being a referee as well. So, um, it was always, I was always just kind of, again, like helping out with the show, however I could refing some matches, getting that under my belt. Um, and then I was, I showed up to a show one night and it was, uh, just like any night I had my referee gear with me and I was ready to go. Um, but, uh, uh, one of the, one of the wrestlers in the, uh, Jay Walker, I think it was, had a um, had a, an emergency back home or something. He had to he had to leave the uh, leave the venue and he couldn't wrestle. So Andrew Shellcross, the the promoter, came up to me and he just said, "Hey, do you want to like Jay has to go attend to something? Do you do you want to have this match with Sean Moore?" And I I mean this was like I think this was like my tenth match mm-hmm. I I had been involved in. So I was pretty nervous, but I was like, yeah, I've got my gear here, like my, my blue spandex and my, <laughs> my knee pads and stuff, my shoes. So, um, yeah, let's go. Like, like Sean Moore, I think at the time, uh, was, uh, like he had, he had wrestled for quite a bit. So like I, my goal was just to go in there and just <laughs> give it my all and try and <laughs> try and just not, not get beat up too badly, you know, but, um, I was, I was ha- like, I was, I, I obviously didn't, wasn't happy with the result, but, um, <laughs> But I like just to have that opportunity to go in there and just show that I can at least try and hang with guys who are who are years or or, or have a lot of time ahead of me. So I think that was like Andrew came up and we chatted about it, and I, I think he was happy with how that uh, like just with my performance and how things looked. And and then ever since I've been able to work more and more matches with PCW. So that was really my gateway to to get in. So I I always kind of appreciate like that always having your gear ready to go and that opportunities come if you're just the right person at the right place at the right time. So um, I like, it's really like, like between any of the the promotions in Winnipeg, it's like each one brings their own flavor and, and PCW has been great for me as well. Like it's just been a, it's the crowds that are there are, are different from CWE versus WPW. Like it's all a different flavor and it's, it's, it's really nice to go out in front of different crowds and, 
just try to put on a, the best Sammy Pepper spectacular that I can. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, like you, you've been active for PCW with CWE and WPW. So I think that's definitely a testament to the kind of person you are that they want to have you around, have you on the show and in the locker room. So I think that that says quite a bit about you as a person too. Yeah, oh, I, I appreciate it. It's um, it, it's so like a lot of the things like even working with with Winnipeg Pro, um, again like an opportunity like my opportunity to work my first match there was um, like it came from from uh, helping someone outside of the ring, uh, like just just being a helping hand and and trying to to give someone assistance. I I didn't even realize they were they were part of Winnipeg pro or they were, they were part of the, the, the office or the, the management there. Mm-hmm. And, and when I found out, he, he asked me if I wanted to, to, to have an opportunity to wrestle a match there. And I thought, wow, like I, I don't think at that time, like, especially since again, this was within my first 20, 30 matches or so, mm-hmm. like I, I wasn't expecting that opportunity to come, but it, again, it's just that, that idea that you're, like inside or outside of the ring, like you never know who you're talking to or, or what opportunities might come when you're, when you're putting your best foot forward with anyone inside or outside of the ring. So that, uh, yeah, like it was, it was a crazy opportunity as well. So I really like that kind of stuff. Like it's, um, yeah, like it's, 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 it's sort of creating opportunities, but, but just trying to be a good human inside and outside of the ring too. No, definitely. And yeah, that, like you mentioned the different crowds for each shows. And I think that's, uh, one good thing, you know, like each promotion is doing something, you know, special and it's different. So you can go to a PCW show. It's going to be different than CWE. It's going to be different than WPW, but they're all trying to do, you know, make the place a better place. Mm-hmm. So now uh, you mentioned your WPW appearance. That was their first show. Uh, I was their second, actually. Second. Okay. So, yeah. and who did you face off with that one? I can't remember. It was the uh, it was the half pint six pack challenge. Okay. If, that, if there was a if there was a way to introduce myself to the WPW crowd, <laughs> that was really the way to go. Um, it was. Uh, let's see if I can get everyone here. It was myself, uh, Sean Martins, Jude Dawkins, uh, Jack Pride, Bobby Shank, Cliff Corleone. That was okay. the six of us. Um, <laughs> So yeah, half pints like the half pint six pack. They wanted to they wanted to put six guys in the ring and just go crazy with the crowd. And, <laughs> um, it was again, it was like that was my first opportunity, and and the, like the energy was just outrageous. Like the crowd was so electric. Like I, 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 it's up there with one of my top top matches for sure. Like just the I remember there was one point where where there's some guys on the outside, and I was just gonna do a, like a plancha to the outside. And I just remember just like, it was just me in the ring for three seconds. But in those three seconds, like I was just putting around and just trying to, <laughs> like I was just feeding <laughs> off that energy. Like it's just consistently coming in. And you just like, as soon as they, as soon as you get that crowd up and, and you get to those ropes and you're ready to just <laughs> jump out of the floor and, and get on, like try to leap onto two or three human bodies. Like that crowd reaction is really, uh, uh, it's really a good way to pump up that adrenaline so it doesn't hurt as much on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, now there was that one. And also another match that I wanted to bring up with you before we get into a few other things was uh, being able to tag with Vincent and TK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, in, that was in Morden, Manitoba. We, uh, we had a six man tag match. 
And uh, <laughs> it's, it's always my favorite because it, it really, it, it, it sort of humbled me in a way, but it, it was, it was super nerve wracking just being in like, this was, I think this was one of the first times I got to team up with, with guys who are, who, who use wrestling as like their sole income and they're, they're on TV, like ring of honor superstars. Like it was really uh, like, it, I really stuck out on the, on the match card where it's like these two professional lookings and then Sammy Pepper's upstart coming guy kind of, kind of in the group too. I stuck out like a bit of a sore thumb, especially like with Vincent having the, the dreads and the, and the more Gothic looking gear there too. But, um, but yeah, like it was, it was great. Like, just like I, I like sitting on the, sitting on the apron and, and, and watching and, and listening to those guys while they're, they're in the ring and doing their craft. Like it was, it, it was incredible opportunity. And I, I always feel bad because the, the, the match was going, we were doing really well in the match and, uh, I went for, there was a time where Vincent and I were uh, tag teaming up against AJ and I got sent over the top rope, but I I stuck on the apron and, uh, and Vincent, I think he fed him a knee or something like that. And I looked and I was like, this is my opportunity. I'm going to hit a springboard cross body and the crowd's going to go nuts. I'm here for it. And I just like, I, I, I crouched down and I jumped up and I just for a split second hesitated, like the nerves got to me. And I completely fell over the top rope <laughs> and I, it was outrageously awful. It was like, my, my buddy was there too. And he has a video of it. And it's just, I was lucky enough that I, I, I caught AJ in the head with my foot. So at least that, that at least the move was somewhat <laughs> destructive, if not more self-destructive, but, um, but we did end up still getting the win in the end. Like uh, at least I, at least I didn't cost us the match with that, that, uh, that flub. But uh, man, but even like we were at a like we were at an after party after and and even after that tour it was during one tour and then going on to the next tour when TK and Vincent were around they they saw me and they instantly they go back to that story and it's not even like a like a just moving on from that mistake and going on to the next match but they we always have a good laugh about it and they were they were saying how they tell some of the guys about it and in our ways they just tell that story and I'm like good like they they think I'm just some guy you can't jump over the, the top rope or something like that so um yeah, humbling, but just such a just. I mean, it's a memory, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's, it's good or bad. It's it's part of my history now. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I mean, you've been able to share the ring with you know, like Vincent, TK, you know, AJ Sanchez, Danny Doug, and you're learning from all of these guys. What's one of the biggest things you've learned in regards to wrestling? I think I think part of it comes with experience, but for for me, it's it's really just trying to feel like I, like I belong in the ring. Like I'm, I, I, it's getting out of your head that like, it's, it's the nerves and, and just trying to be more natural, um, trying to, to be more relaxed and confident when I'm in the ring. Um, I think that was something, especially at the beginning, like it, like you get, you can get really rigid and you can get, uh, you can get lost very easily in your own thoughts and, and it can cost you a match if you're not, uh, if you don't have your head in, in between those ropes at the time. So um, like, like just really, and I, I always find, especially like if you're, if you're put in the ring against guys who are 10 plus 15, 20 plus years of experience, like you have, like it forces you to shape up and focus up or else, or else they're going to eat you alive out there. So mm-hmm. it, it's really like it, 
I always, I, I learned to jump off a diving board in a swimming pool and my uncle grabbed me and put me over his shoulder and jumped off the diving board with me. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just got to run into that ring and you just got to take the challenge head on and, and it, it makes you better. Like it, it definitely, uh, it, it's definitely a rewarding experience when you can step into the ring with those kind of guys and, and really try to up your game. Oh, for sure. So when you're in the ring, who do you grab influence from, you know, with your style and your uh your presence in there yeah i (laughs) i love like ever since the day he debuted for wwe like i i don't know i like i i've stolen a lot of his moves but i i love sheamus like i i don't know why like (laughs) he's just it might be it might be just having a fellow irishman um like it's just uh, i don't know if it's the hair like i But, uh, but man, like from day one, like I was, I was a big, uh, a big Seamus guy. Like I, like I, I put a lot of guys away with the, with my, uh, with my hot tamale pump kick, but like, I, I just like, uh, <laughs> I try to take some influence from him. Um, and, I, I, there's another, like, not as much of influence, but a guy that I, I aspire to try and, and, and when I think of like the work ethic and the overall big picture of what a wrestler is, I look at a guy like Cesaro as well and think, Mm -hmm. I think like, this is like, I I definitely need to like key in on my nutrition and I need to, to be the hardest worker in the ring, hardest worker in the gym. Like it's, it's one of those, like one of those more inspirational figures than, than trying to replicate, like I'm trying to replicate the work ethic and, and the, and the ability, but not as much the moveset, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I mean, you mentioned, you know, like getting the eating down and training and all that. And with the pandemic sort of taken over, I think, I know myself personally, it was just like, yeah, you know what? I can have that extra piece of pizza. And now I'm like, okay, now i got to get my shit together and hit the gym a little harder and kind of get back into the swing of things. Dealing with the pandemic, and I mean, it's still going on. What was it like for you? How did you manage to get through that? So I've been I've been pretty lucky, uh, pretty fortunate with um, with how the pandemic has gone for myself. Um, I was able to invest a bit into my own workout equipment at my place. Um, so I was able to get like a squat rack and, and a barbell and some plates. It was impossible at the beginning. I was just mm-hmm. trying to like I was trying to find something that wasn't like three dollars a pound for the plates when they're they're usually like a dollar to a dollar fifty on a good, not pardon me, non-pandemic time. But um, yeah, so I, I invested in a little bit of equipment, and uh, the the big thing was just taking advantage of like Manitoba was pretty was kind of, well sort of an outlier in terms of things opening and closing sporadically. So um, I really took the opportunity to start training with um, Tyler Colton as well. Okay. And I think, and he, I think I can really credit with a lot of the, the success in terms of my, my in-ring cardio and my, my strength and aesthetic appearance, um, gradually getting better. Uh, like he's been, he's been a world of help, like keying in my diet. Like I, like even just something simple, like, um, just consuming enough protein in a day. Like it was just something I never, never really thought about. And he, like, he was always on us every time, um, when we, like we would, we would work out with them three times a week when we were able to, and it would always be, okay, how was the diet these last couple of days? Like, let's, let's see your log. Like, let's see how things are looking. Like, why was this like this? Like it really just 
always on our on our backsides to to make sure that that we were trying to become our best because if mm-hmm. we're it, like it, it's not it's no benefit to Tyler for for us to to slack off and and not keep on our nutrition and our workouts but um but it, it's really good to have that that kick in the back to to make sure that we're we're staying on on cue with those kind of things so um like even just over the pandemic like i just by consuming more protein like i i've gained weight but it's not like bad weight that i put on because i've been yeah. able to be consistent with my workouts and and just from eating enough food or the right amount of food for my body it's 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 really been a, a great um like just a just a, a positive change overall so i've really uh like i said i've really been privileged to be able to um Honestly, I think I've improved a lot over the pandemic, even just with my my own personal goals, but just like even getting in the ring when we're able to just taking advantage of the open ring time, the guys like AJ and Danny and Mentolo and Adam Knight, like all of those guys have spent some time with us to give us some wisdom when we were able to. And it's like, I, I like to think that uh, other than working actual shows in front of an audience, it's it's probably been the most successful I've been just in terms of my own physical body that I've been able to to step up during the pandemic. So really happy about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, definitely. So, I mean, we mentioned shows are coming back and I know CWE has a couple big ones on the horizon that we're going to get into. But before we touch on that, I want to know what are some of your favorite shows that you've been a part of, not necessarily just the matches, but, you know, whether it's a tour that you went on that was very memorable or uh, just a one-off, what's, what are some of your favorites? Uh, There's been a ton of uh, like, it's so like the wrestling world is interesting because you're, you're traveling all around and you're, like in reality, like when you go and work to wrestle, like you're, you're going to be uh, like, you're in the ring. Like the the show itself might be two hours in length. And you're, if you're in a different province or a different town, city, anything like that, like you've got the rest of the day or the rest of the evening to, to spend with, with other wrestlers as well. Like, it's not like, of course, what we do in the ring is important, but uh, a lot of the stuff that happens outside of the ring is what makes it so worth it. So um, I bring that up when I, when I think about like, um, like Kevy Chevy, AJ Sanchez, Danny, uh, Wildman Furpo, I think, and myself, we had a chance to go wrestle up in Flint Flon. And uh, we, we did a, um, there was a kid's birthday party who wanted a, a, a wrestling show. And, uh, and I was able to go up there and it was just like, the wrestling was good. The, the kids were a lot of fun. And then we got to go on a boat and just go fishing for the evening. So those, those kind of stories are, are really interesting. When you talk to a guy like Chevy, who's a, who's an avid fisher and you, you learn more about, uh, learn more about that kind of stuff as well. So that, that's always interesting. Um, I've had, I've had road trips with, um, with Tyler Colton and, and Mentolo. We went to Saskatchewan for a show one time and, and, I love the the conversations that happen in those six hour car rides. Like it's just a, it's a really good, um, it's a really good chance to pick the brains of some guys who have traveled the world or, or really excelled in their, in their craft being a wrestler as well. So um, those are two good, good ones that I can think of. And I honestly, like it, it, I can never like, any any wrestling show that can generate a crowd of over 150 or, or 200 people like any of those shows to it just like like it like if a crowd is hot like a group of 30 or to 50 people can be hot and that that's fine but like 
if you can if you can get in front of just a bunch of eyes like it's just like the energy is just so different like it, it's crazy how how it influences your ability in the ring when when you have people cheering and booing and getting involved and it's uh, just a wonderful feeling too no for sure so we mentioned uh mentalo now august 28th cruel summer cwe i pay-per-view you're facing off with mentalo yeah, what a what a heck of a way to to come back from from a pandemic to <laughs> to, to go up against the gold standard of CWE. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you there. Go ahead. No, that's okay. It's I mean, it's all good. Uh, what what can we expect? What's uh, what Sammy Pepper is going to bring to the table? Yeah, like this is the like uh, I've been pretty conflicted with it over the like since I since I heard the announcement about it or since the challenge was issued. But it's it's really. Like I, I talk about, I talked a bit about like with, with Sean Moore, like an opportunity to really, to, to really show myself being only 10 matches in what I can do. And I think, uh, I think this is really a, a culmination of the last 75 matches that I've had over the last three years. Like it's really like, it, I want to make sure that I can hang with some of the best that, that are offered in, in Winnipeg, Manitoba and, and, Mentalo is the guy like he's the the literal gold standard when it comes to doing doing well in Winnipeg wrestling um, mm-hmm. so I like again I'm, I'm very thankful like I said that I was able to take advantage of the the, the time in the pandemic but it's uh, yeah it's going to be time to get back to work like the 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 CW adrenaline has kept me loose and limber and at mm-hmm. least I've been able to 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 keep keep the momentum going but yeah, it's going to be one hell of a test when, uh, <laughs> when we get in, into the Lilac Resorts. Like I, I'm, I, I, he's he's not going to get an easy night, unfortunately. Like I think it's uh, it, it's I'm going to be going in there with everything and, and really with a chip on my shoulder and and I've got a lot to prove at that point as well. So mm-hmm. um, really looking forward to it, but it's it's going to be a battle. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm stoked for you. That's a big opportunity, and I'm sure you guys are going to deliver. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Now that's on the 28th. And now then after that, September 3rd, CWE is doing a live show back in Winnipeg. I know CWE has went out West, uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta. This is the first show in Winnipeg in I think a year and a half. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the, it's gotta be exciting knowing that you guys are back in action in Winnipeg. Yeah. It's always good to return to our, uh, I think I think Rookie Sports Bar probably has the the Sammy Peppers Award for venue that has the most of my matches in there. So <laughs> how uh, how apropos is it that we're able to get back in there again for uh, for uh, <laughs> for another day uh, of, uh, of wrestling? Um, yeah, like like I'm I'm really excited to get back in there again. Uh, no idea what's what's to come for that night, but I think especially for for people in Winnipeg who have been clamoring for an opportunity to 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 see wrestling again for the first time like you said a year and a half and and like it's good like we're able to follow all the COVID restrictions and and public health safety obviously we're prioritizing that kind of stuff so I think the crowd is going to in like they're going to appreciate the fact that they have a like they have a space that they're going to be able to know they're they're being taken care of and they're going to get a great show that night as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, tickets for tickets, check out the CWE Twitter or Facebook. Cause I know I see the tweets nonstop about the event and the Facebook event. So it's the easiest way to find out how to grab tickets for that. Mm-hmm. So Now 
I like to ask this question because there's what it's no wrong answers and everyone has a different sort of uh, opinion on what they would do. If you could change one thing about wrestling, what are you changing? Hmm. I'd say uh, it's a, it's a really interesting question, actually. Um, hmm. What would I change about wrestling? I don't know. I, I don't know if this is a, a cop out or 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 what have you, but I, I it's so it's so tough to really say that there's anything like because wrestling is so evolving over like the like over the decades, even within years. Like it, it's crazy to see the change that that occurs within within the wrestling scene. Like even when you look at a company like AEW that didn't exist just a few years ago and how it's how it's changing up and and like wrestling is is hot right now all over the world mm-hmm. um and for me like i i like when something's hot like you like you, you you can experiment and innovate and stuff but i i don't know if i'd make any kind of groundbreaking changes to that kind of stuff like it's uh like i i think the, the only i think like i think the internet wrestling community is as uh has made wrestling a little more interesting in some ways. Like I, I think that uh, I think fans are entitled to their opinions, mm-hmm. but I think uh, I think it, like wrestling. I think as a whole would be a bit more interesting if if the fans didn't necessarily always think that they could do everything better. Mm-hmm. That that would probably like that. I don't know if that that makes sense, but I like I like cheer who you want, boo who you want, but. But uh, like if I'm doing something and, and someone doesn't like it, like I don't need like tell me that you don't like it. That's fine. Um, but I don't I, like I, I don't need to I don't need to hear how you're changing the world or or <laughs> making wrestling that much better. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's I, that would probably be the, the only real thing that I can see. Like I, like the Internet can be a really toxic place for, for some wrestling uh, content. And I I think people need to just kind of understand that not everything you think about in wrestling or in life in general has to be put into a, into a tweet or a, a status or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, that would probably be my only like wrestling in general. I don't have much, but I think, yeah, just the way that some people react, I think needs to, needs to cut people need to take a step back and realize what they're looking at here. Yeah. I think uh, there is a, a big, uh, a toxic element to it where it's not, it doesn't have to always be negative. You know, if you don't like something or you're not into it, like there's going to be something else you like, you know? So, and that's one thing I know on here is I don't like to just, you know, talk about something just to shit on it because who wants to listen to that? So I always try to find more of a, a positive aspect of thing and bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So bucket list, who does Sammy Peppers want to face off with? Where does he want to go? Where, where are we going to see you? <laughs> I I think one I mean there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of goals that I have in mind. I think the most obvious one that every wrestler who gets into the business um, thinks about is I like I, I need some gold around my my waist. I, I I've been I've been wrestling since 2018 now, and I I the improvements are coming, but I just I need to set myself up for that opportunity now to to be able to to get some singles or tag team gold. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know my, my partner Bryce Bentley right now or team red hot summer. Like we, 
we're having a bit of a like our momentum is really uh, no pun intended our momentum's getting quite hot right now <laughs> um red hot but uh <laughs> but it, it's like i i want to think that the two of us are that we, we could be in line and, and maybe we could shock the world and take down sanchez and o'doyle one day or mm-hmm. something like that um or even just for myself like i was really the, one thing the pandemic really disappointed me was um uh i wasn't able to um i wasn't i was in uh i i was in a match right before we i i had to to isolate for a bit for uh the the junior heavyweight championship the the canadian unified junior heavyweight title i was in part of a six-pack challenge that uh that would have determined the 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 new title holder and i i wasn't able to to attend the show anymore and it, it just uh it was just one of those like again it's all about time and place like i i could have been the right guy at the right time to win that belt and um unfortunately it was i think it was kevin cannon who ended up winning it in the end but um uh yeah like that that stuff's kind of disappointing but uh but yeah like it like again no time to no time to look back and and dwell on it it's time to kind of move forward and Plus, I, I put on enough weight that I, I don't even qualify right now as a junior <laughs> heavyweight, so I'd have to put in some more work if I if I wanted to. So, um, but yeah, so that, like in terms of like, I, I think I, I'd really like to try and 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 figure out how I can get some championship gold around my waist. Um, in terms of in terms of people to to face, I, I really don't have a I, I don't have like a specific list of of uh, to guys that I'd like to get in the ring with. Um, I think it's even like for, for any Winnipeg wrestling promoter, I think it's really a, it's really a, um, a testament to your ability when you're like, I, like I've, I've been able to team up with guys like Vincent and TK. Uh, I got to team up with Hoobie for one show when, when I was uh, on tour as well, but tag teaming with these guys is really great, but it's also a, a whole different opportunity, a whole different level to go one-on-one against some of these people as well. Um, and I think, it, I think it, the promoter, it, it put you, they put a lot of faith in you to be able to, to say that the audience is going to want to see Sammy Peppers versus Juventud Guerrero or Vince Vincent or, or, um, or like a, a carrying cross or something like that. So hmm. like some of the names that you see for, for all the different shows that have, that have put on and had, had, uh, worldwide talent and and that have that have wrestled like just to be able to have a one-on-one match with anyone that's an established figure in the wrestling world would be a great opportunity like I, i'm sure i mean uh, i think of I, I think of guys who are on the independent scene as, as like a people on a bucket list that i want to face but i probably have to think about it a bit more to see who would i'm sure all the guys i want to face are in wwe and i, I would never be able to face them unless they <laughs> quit or something but um yeah, even a guy like even a guy like Kenny Omega who shows up to PCW um, once in a while, like like mm-hmm. once a year, if if not uh, a little less often. But um, like even just to be involved in a match with him would be like it again, like one of the guys who inspired me to get like inspired that that jump into the professional wrestling world. Like it, mm-hmm. it would be pretty interesting to to see what I could do in in that kind of environment. Um, probably probably get uh blown out of shape within the first five minutes or something but um yeah like i i think just i think those are kind of the things that i'm thinking about these days uh in terms of like traveling like right now like i'm still so young in my in my career right now like any opportunity like i've been i've been really lucky like i within my first year 
I was able to go down to the United States and, and wrestle down there as well. Like they're like, just even get out of Canada uh, alone, I think has been, um, has been a really good, a good opportunity for me as well. And, and if a, if a, if a chance to go to like New Zealand or Japan or Europe or, or anywhere else like Mexico, if those opportunities came up, then it would be one of those things where I'd take a hard look and, and try to make them work if I could. Cause those are, those, for some people, they're, they're once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that you got to kind of capitalize on them when you can. Mm-hmm. I think that's an incredible way to look at it. And I mean, hopefully uh, hopefully you can achieve all of that. That'd be awesome. So before we wrap it up, I need to know some of your favorite matches as a fan. Ones that stand out to you. They might not necessarily be, you know, the five-star classics, but if you're going to go back, watch one of your favorites, what are you putting on? I uh I I have the most random matches that I always enjoy every once in a while like I I think one of the one of the very first pay-per-views that I I bought on DVD was Backlash 2005 that was when uh that was when Batista and Triple H uh, Batista had dethroned Triple H for the World Heavyweight title at uh, Mania 21 and it was just, it was their rematch. And I had never even seen their first match. <laughs> like I didn't even watch it until years after I'd bought the DVD. Um, but there was that match and it was on the same card. It was um, Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels against uh, Muhammad Hassan and Davari. Like it's just such a random, and even and even like the, the opening match, I think was Chris Jericho and Shelton Benjamin for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. And uh, like those three matches, like I, uh, like, I go back and watch them periodically and it, it like I always see them with a like the I saw them I saw them as a fan like I saw them getting into wrestling as I've, as I've gotten like it's just such a neat perspective to keep watching it and noticing different things every time I can watch those matches again um even like the a, a random Monday Night Raw match that I always enjoy looking back once in a while was the uh, the original Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels. Um, obviously, everyone knows it for the the uh, the super kick off the the springboard. But uh, like even just watching the, the the beginning and watching some of the chain and just some of the different uh, some of the different moves that both guys are putting on, it just it's a it's a weird it's a weird favorite, but it's one I, I like to go back and watch every once in a while just to 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 really watch two two solid wrestlers bust their butts off in the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, Sammy, thank you so much for this. Where can people find you? I, I need to get better at the social media game, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at David So Sammy. Uh, you can see me on Instagram at David So Sammy. And uh, yeah, for wrestling related content, those are probably the two best spots. But uh, I think uh, I think Sammy Peppers needs to, in the near future, um, branch off and establish his own uh, his own Instagram and, and Twitter pages as well. So uh, hopefully that's something I can get put in the woodwork in the near future. But uh, yeah, for right now, David So Sammy is probably the best spot to come and see me. For sure. Sammy, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Oh, it's, uh, it's really good. I, uh, I'm glad, uh, I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. So it's, it kind of, uh, it changes up my, my daily routine too. So it's nice to, it's nice to have these kind of opportunities. Thank you so, so much to Sammy Peppers for joining the Grade Maker Wrestling Podcast. Now, I mean, you heard it during the interview, CWE, they are back 
August 28th with their eye pay-per-view from Lilac Resort. They are back at Rookie's Sports Bar September 3rd. I mean, I will be there checking it out, the live wrestling action. So hopefully you all are too. It'll be it's gonna be the first, you know, show back in Winnipeg in about a year and a half. So I mean I am very, very stoked for that. So so once again, thank you to Sammy for joining me. I mean, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to him and I appreciate him taking the time out of his day to uh, sit and chat for a bit so thank you so much for listening to the podcast you know that I truly appreciate it I say it every time and I mean it every single time so thank you for listening if you're uh, if you're on the Twitters you can find me on Twitter at at GreenMakerPod uh, you know I love talking wrestling so definitely hit me up on there and let's uh, let's chat some local wrestling um email grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com drop me a line questions comments concerns you want to see a guest uh maybe you have uh, a question for maybe a mailbag episode down the road we can do hit me up there and like always up on apple podcast up on spotify podcasts if you could like like it rate it review it all that fun stuff just get the uh Get the word out there about the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.